So I just wanted to preface this new segment, A New Nerd in Nine, on Katherine Johnson. I did pre-record this, and then she has recently passed, so definitely wanted to recognize that, call it out, and hope she is having a great time wherever she is now. So enjoy. And welcome to another installment in my new segment, A New Nerd in Nine. It is Black History Month right now, so I think I would be remiss if I didn't go through the story of an African-American nerd in history. So in this particular installment, I will be covering briefly the story of Katherine Johnson. You may recognize her name from a movie that came out a couple years back called Hidden Figures. She is one of the women that was um, in in the storyline of that movie, and it is based on their lives within uh, NASA and beyond. So let's get started. Katherine Johnson was born Katherine Coleman on August 26, 1918 in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. She was the youngest of four children with two older brothers and one older sister. Even as a young girl, she loved numbers and math, and she went on to finish the eighth grade at the age of 10. Since the local school didn't really offer the coursework that would continue to challenge her and and provide the best education possible, her father, Joshua, actually relocated the family to the town of Institute, West Virginia. So this was about 120 miles away from where they had been, Um, but they relocated there during the time Catherine was in high school to help support and offer her the best possible opportunity. In regards to her love of numbers, Catherine has stated, quote, I counted everything. I counted the steps to the road, the steps up to church, the number of dishes and silverware I washed. Anything that could be counted, I did. Upon graduating from high school, she enrolled in West Virginia State College, which is now West Virginia State University. While there, she met a gentleman by the name of Dr. William W. Claytor, and he would become her mentor. He was actually the third African-American to earn his Ph.D. in mathematics, so he definitely took an interest in her and her abilities. And he would guide Catherine in terms of like the courses to focus on and kind of continue to grow that love of math um, with the goal of being a research mathematician. So just kind of helped her navigate all of that in university. Catherine graduated from college at the age of 18, summa cum laude, with degrees in both mathematics and French. During the late 1930s, Catherine taught math and French at various schools in Virginia and West Virginia. In 1939, she married a man by the name of James Francis Goble, and she would end up having three daughters with him, named Joylette, Catherine, and Constance. Later in 1952, Catherine learned that the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, or the NAACA, was looking to hire African-American 
people to serve as what they called computers. So these were the individuals who actually did the manual calculation. So this is pre, you know, electronic computer days. So she went ahead and applied and a year later, um, she actually started a position at the Langley Research Center in Hampton, Virginia. She would prove very quickly how adept she was at the calculations needed. And it was also said that she kind of surprised the staff because she was very inquisitive and assertive, and so generally confident. She's quoted to have said, the women did what they were told to do. They didn't ask questions or take the task any further. I asked questions and wanted to know why. <laughs> and I love that quote um, because I am someone who also needs to know the why when assigned a task and I always have questions. Um, my colleagues can certainly vouch for that anytime there's a meeting. Uh, once it's the Q&A time, everybody kind of turns to me and know what questions I would have. So I love that. And I think it's great. After two weeks in this role, she was actually transferred to the flight research division. So again, this is, you know, this is time of segregation and all kinds of social and political challenges and even more so for her. Uh, but she still managed to talk her way into meetings and take on even greater responsibilities uh, within that, that team. So unfortunately, during this time, in 1956, her husband died of a brain tumor, um, but she still continued to press on and, and work hard and develop her career. In 1958, the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics actually rebranded to what we know now, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, or NASA. And, you know, the space race is getting into full swing. In 1959, Catherine remarried to a gentleman who was a decorated Navy and Army officer by the name of James A. Johnson. Catherine did continue her work at NASA as the space race got even more intense. We know globally, right, there was a lot going on. One of the items she uh, was working on was regarding the landing of a capsule for like the space traveler. So while the majority of her team was said to be trying to calculate the capsule landing from the start of its trajectory, Catherine actually took a completely different approach. So she started looking at it in terms of um, back calculating from like when and where they actually wanted the capsule to land. So her work in this uh, actually gained her the responsibility of plotting Alan Shepard's first journey into space in 1961. So that was the first American to go into space. By 1962, NASA was actually using electronic computers. They, they were giant relative to the little tablets we have today, um, taking up rooms, you know, but even though they had these new electronic computers, they were still keeping the human computers around, and certainly including Catherine, for she was very talented. And in fact, one of the items she was called upon to do was actually double check the calculations from the electronic computers for John Glenn's orbit into space. So <laughs> it is the early days of technology and Sounds like there was still some uh, lack of confidence in what it was actually doing since it is new, but they did ask her to 
double check all the work that was coming out of the machine. So I thought that was amazing that she was so depended upon for her accuracy that she was double checking, you know, a computer, which today we wouldn't, we don't especially think about. We kind of just trust what the computers are saying and spinning out. (laughs) She did continue working on numerous projects for NASA including uh, she contributed calculations for the 1969 Apollo 11 journey to the moon. She was also involved in contributing to contingency procedures after the Apollo 13 mission, so um, kind of mitigation for issues. She did retire in 1986 after 33 years of service with NASA. Over her lifetime, she's been the recipient of many honorary degrees and lots of awards, including the following. In 1967, she was awarded the NASA Lunar Orbiter Spacecraft and Operations Team Award. In 1997, she was awarded Mathematician of the Year from the National Technical Association. In 2015, Obama presented her with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And in 2017, NASA named her, uh, named one of its research buildings after her. So I just think it's amazing her accomplishments because Catherine grew up in a time of very limited opportunities for not only women, but African Americans. And I'm sure she faced the segregation and discrimination on a daily basis. And if you've seen the movie, you've seen how her and her her colleagues um, really helped kind of drive some integration within NASA. And then eventually, you know, segregation was removed. And despite all these challenges and, you know, with the support of her family, we saw that early on in her life with her father relocating them so she could get best possible education that was available at the time. This allowed her to pursue and excel in that in that career of mathematics that she did love. Her intellect and her drive, again, overcame so many social and political boundaries. And at the end of the day, she has provided absolutely priceless benefit to us as a, a nation with her involvement in NASA. So definitely amazing story. Um, and she's still going strong. even at a little over 100 years old. So well done, Catherine, and we appreciate you and recognize all the work that you have done for the STEM world. 